Welcome to Mind Styling, the podcast that explores how we can win at the game inside our heads and make a mark on this world in our own unique style, on our own terms. We interview entrepreneurs and leaders who aren't afraid to push the boundaries and set their own definitions of success. We will share with you the tips and techniques they use to style their mind and give you the tools you need to start mind styling for yourself. Hello, lovely mind stylist. I'm Amy Armstrong. And I'm Dr. Becky Sage. And today we're recording our top tip from Shurston and Susie. Don't kitchen sink it. Keep it simple. Start with the problem. Focus on that. Hmm. I love that phrase, don't kitchen sink it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably because I'm a very good kitchen sinking sort of person. <laughs> yeah, me too. How did this land for you, Becky? I mean, it's a very common problem across the entrepreneurship space. And it's certainly something that I had a challenge with and continue to have a challenge with. I think it comes back to how you see systems and how you, how you look at businesses. And it's very easy when you, when you're looking at a whole system, which is what you're doing essentially, you know, when you've got a business and you've got different markets and you've got different problems and you've got different solutions and different audiences and everything else, there are a million possible things that you can do. And uh, if you're innovative in your thinking, the likelihood is you can Think about a million different things that you can possibly do. And that can be something that is very challenging for entrepreneurs to deal with. And like I said, it's certainly something that that I found very challenging. And I think the solution and as is is to and then so when when Susie said don't don't kitchen sink it, the idea that you kind of are trying to to do everything, to be everything for everybody. It's all about prioritization and what to say no to and, and being very clear about what to say no to. And that can be scary for an entrepreneur mm-hmm. uh, and, and well, for any leaders, for, for any of us really, is if we are saying no to things, then we feel like perhaps we're missing out on opportunities and opportunities are important. So that is where the the brain's there going, oh, maybe I shouldn't say no to things. Um, so what I love to do here is all about what is the right thing right now? Where's the priority right now? Because it will adapt and change over time and new opportunities will flow in and you will pivot and you will move towards those other opportunities when it's the right time. But I think it's very, very important to be able to to focus on this overlap between where am I right now? What are the needs for us as a company, as as the business, as an individual? What are the needs of the audience and the people who I need to talk to right now? And and therefore just bring those things together. Where do those things all align? And that's your point of, of focus. Um, sort of like a mini Ikigai. I think we've talked about Ikigai before, but, yeah. but for the company and, and for, for right now. And, and I, that's the thing that I think can be very challenging is to to kind of let go of certain things when you think but in the future I might need that and what if this happens and what if that happens and it's very easy to go into that kind of what if 
type of mm. mindset. I don't want to let go of this because because maybe if I don't do this, then I'm not going to be ready for something in the future. But you you are only one person or you're only one business. And the more focused you are, the more you are able to not kitchen sink it, um, to take the kitchen sink out of your luggage, out of your baggage and, and carry around a lighter load and do it well, that's going to take you to the next step. And that's all you really need to do. And I think that's absolutely spot on because it's about mastery, isn't it? And that's getting really good at what we do. And if we try and spread ourselves too thinly, if we try and design into our initial offer a whole plethora of different angles to our service, then actually we start to, our attention is diverted. And then immediately we're spread thin, uh, we're stressed, we've built in potential for multiple errors in multiple areas and actually if we can just stay focused and enjoy the simplicity of mastering our answer to this problem at this moment in time and trust that actually it will grow as you say it will grow and evolve and we will then add on elements to it but start and I like Shoshden's um, tip, which actually is given independent of Susie's, but start with the problem. Mm. Start with the problem. Find the most direct and obvious way to solve it using your skill set and your passion and your interests. And, and say no to the complexity that your brain will naturally throw up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we've had some really good examples of this just over the last few interviews as well. I think Heather was is a really good example of somebody who's, you know, who's stayed focused on the need in the moment and not tried to be everything for everyone. You know, she she was talking about how they were a service business and now they're focusing on ed tech and it's the right time to kind of really build in the the technology components of what they're doing. But actually, that's not that what they were doing all along. And they kind of did this slow build and they served the people they were serving well and they got to know that area really well. And now they're able to respond to a need. And again, so coming back to the idea of the problem and how are you going to solve that problem in that at this point in time? And 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 of course, um, the Me Too team are another great example of having done it in that way. So I really have loved listening to their stories and getting that feel for the organic growth really um I mean I know they've got some funding but there's still that idea when I say organic I think I mean responding to the needs of the moment um and and seeing that happen over time and not trying to rush forward too quickly uh, not needing to rush forward too quickly and and actually again i think we've we've had a few guests recently who have um talked about that kind of fe- maybe feeling like they need to rush but but the value of putting time into understanding the problem space coming back to shostin's point um the value of really understanding that problem space and testing the problem space in different ways and testing your solution within that problem space that it might feel like you're going really, really slowly and that you're not getting to where you want to. But the the quantum leap you can take when you've done that really, really well is important. And I think if you don't do that really, really well, 
you are continuing to question a lot of those things, even when you move into the next stage of maturity. And I think it can hold you back as you grow if you if you haven't spent that time. So I think this idea of kind of almost this this patience to to explore the problem space and allow things to emerge from that, I think is is also another powerful message. And that, again, can kind of help you. It's related to this kitchen sink idea as well, because it's about not trying to do everything all at once. It's about trying to um, to look at the problem space and design your solution to fit that problem space in a in a really concentrated, focused way and then growing from there. So, so I think there's a, there's something that's interrelated between those two. And we've we've heard some really good examples of it on this podcast. And it goes back as well to, to many of our other interviewees. Helena Mills from uh, True Start Coffee, another really good example. And I think it's about just taking time to put in your depths of root. If mm. you can build those foundations and really get strong, deep foundations and picking up on Me Too's work to really understand the problem space, as you say, and that then gives you something to build from, mm. strong and tall. And I think actually, though, and we've talked about it before, but what we're saying yes to also helps us say no clearly to other things. So when you're saying yes to one idea, what are you saying no to? And actually the liberation of freedom of saying no to it. And I was thinking of when I was preparing for this episode, I was thinking of a coaching approach that I like to take with individual clients that I think works, I know works really well with founders. And just thinking about getting clarity about what you're committing to, um, which enables you to organize your resources to make it happen. And so the three P's, and I talk about many three P's, but this, these three P's are projects, people, and patterns. So um, what are you saying no to around projects? So what projects do you need to stop or postpone? What meetings do you need to no longer attend, no longer hold? What resources do you need to divert to yes? So this is you just really taking stock of, of are you being clear enough? Are you really focused in on the right questions? Uh, people, what expectations do you need to manage and what relationships need to be, well, will be affected by this decision? And then uh, patterns, what habits do you need to break? What old stories or dated ambitions you need to update? Mm. And what beliefs about yourself do you need to let go of? Mm. And so That's I just, marvelous. yeah, I just thought actually just by taking some time to just spell those out, it's an opportunity for our listeners to just press pause and go back and actually take a pen and paper and sit and reflect on it. Actually, if we really gain to start to say yes to one thing and then no to others, how do we properly say no to it? How do we prepare the environment so that we really are clear? We've got rid of that kitchen sink. We've got rid of all the paraphernalia. And now we are in a place where we can do our very best work. So can we repeat that? So it's projects, people and patterns projects people and patterns and i think that 
that pattern, like hearing you say that is very powerful for me, um, especially that idea of holding on to old stories and holding on to old ideas about what you want to achieve. You've got to start from now. That's all you can do. And mm-hmm. so kind of getting rid of that that baggage about, but I'm but I'm meant to be doing this or I'm, you know, this. I think that that's very powerful and very freeing. It's definitely a process I've been through and it's, yes, a very freeing process to then be like, well, that doesn't, none of that matters anymore. Where are you going from here? This is where you're at right now. Um, I'm also doing the, it's that whole thing with relationships as well. And I think that it's really great what you just said there around being able to, recognize that the choices you're making are going to have implications across different people and being able to nurture those relationships as you make the choices. It's not just about saying no to people. It's about recognizing that you also have to kind of manage different relationships and and set other people's expectations as well. And when you're in a leadership role, you have to have time. You, like, you have to give time to that nurturing of people and nurturing of the relationships and helping them go through the journey as well. Because if you think about what you're going through in terms of getting rid of those patterns and those expectations and the perceptions, other people will have to go through that too. And, and that's certainly something that I've found um, coming in in a leadership role into a new team with 20 people, you know, and then they've got um, ways and expectations, but we're also a very fast growing team at the moment. So there's all sorts of things that we're working with around around that. And of course, from a project perspective, we're also going like taking on loads of projects and taking on loads of meetings. So as a team, we're working together a lot to think about what do we say no to, or how do we kind of overlap resources or overlap projects. So you know, we're we're not. Um, also so that we can yeah be more efficient with resources and time and and everything else and so I, I really like that breakdown of people or projects people patterns just gives yes. you a framework to look at doesn't it and actually you know what you've just reflected on there has just reminded me of uh, google's research and their identification that their absolute number one skill of their top leaders and managers was coaching, mm. capacity to coach. And it's coach ourselves, yes, but it's also coach those around us to have that clarity and to take them on the journey with us. And I think we've heard a lot of that around um, in our interviews recently as well, that, that the entrepreneurs that are really thriving and moving from straight uh, strength to strength are those that know and pay attention to taking others with them and I I think there has to be permission across a team to to do that as well that's something else that we're also incorporating at the moment and you know we're we're doing a we're not jumping straight in and being like let's let's build the capacity to coach we've got we've got people coming in we're going to be doing training we're we're going to be um, having a system in place you know so there's all sorts of things that are going to happen to ensure that we are taking that seriously across the team as well because some people are very receptive to it some people aren't as receptive to it and and it's it's about recognizing that and that that when you're implementing change uh, which is 
is what we we are talking about when you're talking about prioritizing things and changing mindsets. And a lot of people are very used to just push, 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 do all the things, but stay up till midnight and not get enough sleep um, or whatever that is for you. And And actually, yeah, so we are talking about a change in mindset because it's not the way that all organizations think at the moment. So therefore, you do have to put time into. You can't just expect things to to shift overnight and for it all to be super super easy, especially when there's other people involved. Yes, absolutely. So goodness, we've covered two things there. Then so the, yeah. beauty, the beauty of simplicity, the power of simplicity, and trusting yourself to just focus consistently on one thing. And when you're doing that, and you're clearing out the extraneous stuff actually taking people with you as you shift your own patterns and you say yes and no to certain projects, uh, how to do that and how to manage that change that naturally occurs when you start to really focus in and make decisions. Mm. Lots to think about. I hope, Mind Stylist, you've enjoyed today's episode. Yes, and we have some news, um, Mm. which is... After 48 episodes, thousands of downloads in over 50 countries, we are bringing season two to a close with this episode. We're, um, we're so proud of what we've done, uh, of one another and of the all the amazing interviewees that we've that we've brought on board into mind styling this season and last season of course um just learned so much and i and i look back and and every single one of them i i wouldn't want to even ask like what, what's the highlight because for me the highlight is the mixture of stories mm. that we've had and the different perspectives the different stages of businesses the different cultures that are represented the different experiences and ages and you know being able to tell all those stories I think for me is the real highlight and Amy and I were just talking before we came on air I'm just so keen to go back and listen again to these episodes and pull out some more of the great stuff and share more of the great stuff because there are a million golden nuggets in these episodes (laughs) Absolutely. And we're going to just look and take some time over the next few months, just really uh, mining for those gold nuggets and uh, and then return for our third season. I know. I'm excited. What will season three hold? So thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. Do share these stories as well. Um, if you get a lot out of them, I know other people do. Um, you can come and find us on social media. We're at Mind Styling Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Mind Styling Pod on Twitter. So do come and say hello and and let us know what has worked for you. And please rate and review if it's been good. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Becky. Have a wonderful summer, everybody. So we can't always control the situations that are going on outside of us, but we can be in control of how we react to those situations. And that is what mind styling is all about.